Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 14th reason. This is Nick Brown, Brownie Brown, from Frowny Brown Town. This is Vlidis from What Culture. This is El Diablo, El Dorado, El Dorito. And of course, this is Close to the Sun, coming at you on Wednesday, the 11th of October, 2017. Okay, and of course I'm, well, I'm, I was going to say I'm never alone, wrong show. Sorry, Sarah, you're sometimes here. How are you doing today, Sarah? Sometimes here, mate. I live here now. <laughs> I am the captain. You're now. like, you're like it's funny because like, I didn't do anything last week and I've had I had three complaints, and even though I've been going on more of a two-week basis recently. I've, I complained. I know you complain now. And I complain for the sake of complaining. I've, I've only heard one like review on how you go, and it's been positive, so I'm kind of like, I might as well just run with that until well, I get a second basically month. I'm back by popular demand. And by popular <laughs> demand, I mean we have one friend who said, hi. You guys are so funny. I love it. And here we are. We'll, Popular demand. We'll okay. try and make this one funny then, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, righto. No, uh, okay. So today um, we're going, like, uh, I guess last one was uh, semi-serious. Yeah, well, I think today, you know, we looked at, well, last week we looked at, two weeks ago actually, Jesus, yeah. um, can math. <laughs> we looked at the marriage equality train and how ridiculous Australia is. Um, I think we're going to turn around and look at how ridiculous America is. Yeah, um, this one's, you know, <clears throat> I, I did it like, you know, we both went on the research train today. I'm sure Sarah has some beautiful Sarah statistics as uh, she likes to bring out. Always. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk a bit more. Uh, this one's going to be about the Las Vegas shootings that happened recently. Um, you know, as I think everybody's heard about it, but do you want to give, you want to give the rundown? Yeah, or? absolutely. I'll give the rundown. So if you haven't heard about this, get out from under the rock, <laughs> turn on the news because this has honestly been um, the biggest story over the past week. So basically on the 1st of October, um, within a 10 minute period between, you know, five past 10 to quarter past 10 PM, uh, a lone gunman fired upon the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Vegas. Uh, he killed 59 people and injured 527. Uh, this incident is now known as the deadliest mass shooting committed by an individual in the United States. Um, it's absolutely crazy. So the shooter, he was a 64-year-old retired businessman by the name yep. of Stephen Paddock. Uh, currently at this stage in the police investigations, he has no known associations to any religions or any terrorist organisations. Yep. So his motive's still unknown at the moment as yeah. to why he did this. It's funny because, like, you know, as soon as things come out, you know, all these conspiracy theories and everything kind of comes. Like, I remember I said to you guys, I apparently uh, with Antifa, which is yep. radical left, 
uh, then heard about a day later, he's, you know, he's with ISIS and Muslim. Yeah, that, was, that. And it's weird how in all these American kind of websites you hear like there's like four potential motives and number one's always ISIS and it's really, really strange. Well, ISIS actually claimed... Um, but they do this all the time. Yeah, I yeah. know. that. Well, some pers- somebody's come out and said, oh, you know, ISIS only claim, you know, what they've actually done. But this would be the second case since, you know, a different story that the US has actually gone in and raided and taken away pretty much main- their main base that they've come out and claimed a second incident saying that they're doing it pretty much to just try and to scare people into thinking they're still active. But ISIS has absolutely nothing to do with this. Yeah, um, today I was reading that, you know, one of the big things was, you know, he was chronic, um, manically depressed and um, which still doesn't explain that much. Like, you know, manically depressed doesn't mean you go shoot up a country music festival. No. Uh, It was weird that they were, like, interviewing, like, prostitutes today and they were saying, like, oh, because they had sex with him beforehand or whatever. He he went to the strippers, had sex with a couple of prostitutes and they were saying that he had, like, a really, like, a violent sexual fetish. Doesn't really mean much, but they planted it all over these news articles. They really want, like, they clickbaited everyone. If they got you, they would have got me. Yeah. If, they, if you I saw don't know the why title, I haven't seen that. that but yeah, me. they're saying like he kind of wanted to like uh, pretend basically as if he was a rapist. That was kind of like what they were saying. Who knows yeah. how much they've overblown that because of the situation that's happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think when you first heard about it? Because I personally, with me, I, I was just talking about this before. I heard about it when I think they said it was two deaths, and yeah. it kind of. And I was like, oh, that's you know, that's not very good at all. I didn't know anything about what happened, how it happened. And then, you know, in, in an hour's time, it went to, as you think, four. And then overnight, it just blew up and it was ridiculous. Yeah, well, we, we were talking about it. It was, it was a funny story. Um, my partner had just won, like, a motorbike. And my mum was making this massive joke, like, oh, I'm going to take him to Vegas with me because he's so lucky. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and it was that day that the, the shootings had happened. And I was like, oh, mum, not without these shootings, thinking, again, that only four people had died. And we're like, oh, you know, not that it's not that bad, but we're like, it's it's pretty shit. Yeah. Um, but, and the grand scale of things of what's happened in the US, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. And literally, we go to bed and overnight, we wake up and the news the next morning is 59 people had died. Mm. How over, did they get that so wrong initially? Over, over, <laughs> How long does it take? I mean, it was within 10 minutes. So over, did that? Over 500 people injured. Um, yeah. They said the cops got to the room about 12 minutes after the first shots were fired. Yep. Um, to which he shot himself. He shot himself, which yeah. was, um, Which is really responsive when you really think about how Absolutely. all the chaos that would have gone. You have to identify the room, get up there, kind of respond to everything that's happening. So it is one of those things, and you know, one of the first arguments I know a lot of people make is like, you know, if the cops don't have guns themselves, because I know the gun debate's being brought up huge right now. Yes. And it always is after mass shootings, and I will get into that a bit more, but it's one of the big ones is... If, if it was a, a uh, kind of a system where over in like in the UK where most cops don't even carry guns and are allowed to carry guns. Really? You know? Uh, if, if it was a system like that, the shooter would just keep shooting and the cops wouldn't go up to the door because they'd be too scared. There's nothing anybody could do about it's, it in that sense. So, like, them having those firearms and them responding so quickly. And it's funny because I remember Trump came out and he said, yo, it's um, it's it's a miracle how how um, that this how this happened in terms of the cops. And he goes on about that. It's funny how people take that first line and they just twisted the fuck out of it. And you think there's yeah. certain times where you kind of leave your political agenda out of it. You just try and... You try and get all the information before you start actually kind of piecing things together. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. As soon as this happened, I, I straight away saw people of higher ups, people of actual power, like real power, people actually have an effect on people, start to kind of wave their political opinion about it and kind of be like, oh, this this has to be where it stops and everything like that. And my first question to you, Sarah, is why do you think this happens only after 
a mass shooting. There are gun, there's gun violence all over in the US. There's a, uh, in Chicago, there's that many deaths in the Vegas shootings, that many deaths in Chicago a month. Just through their, just through handguns yeah. and what's going on in the streets in Chicago, because it's a very violent place. Well, there was over actually there. a shooting in Chicago literally the next day yeah. after this Vegas shooting. Exactly, and it's and there were 34, 34 people that died. I think I saw that today. It's mad. Like, well, we didn't hear about that. But like, why? Why would it? Why do you think it takes this? Do you think it's because you... it's so relevant to now? Literally, as soon as something happens, people are all across it and jump straight onto it. And they, like we sort of touched on last week, people just want to throw their opinions at anyone. Um, and all it takes is just an incident, something to happen for it to be relevant in the news. I mean, this is something we should lobby against and talk about all the time, but it's not. It only takes something drastic to happen for people to get on it and start talking about it and start throwing their opinions. So if this didn't happen, we wouldn't be hearing about it. That's that's the thing I always kind of get. Like, mass shootings make up, like, a ridiculously small percentage of overall shootings in America. So, like, it's it's funny because, like, this, uh, this kind of left-wing people who kind of, they don't want any, like, um, assault rifles. They hate, like, any kind of semi-automatics. They want all of them confiscated. But they'll never go out and say they don't want handguns because... The, st- the standard American has a handgun. Like most Americans yeah. have guns now, but they'll never go on against that, even though ma- vast majority of deaths with guns are committed by handguns. So yeah. it's this weird kind of way, and it's funny how it all works because I always I was kind of looking at all and the way they kind of it's like I and I try and say this without sounding like really like cynical, but the way they manipulate the whole situation and it's they use this as like an emotional baggage to their argument. I saw Jimmy Kimmel come out and he comes out and he's crying on this go and at one stage he goes, if you come he, he comes out and says a big speech. The next day he comes out and he goes, Oh, I got a lot of hate for this. If you disagree with me, it's probably because you hold some responsibility to the deaths of the people who died in Vegas. And how are you supposed to say that as somebody who is a late night talk show host who used to host the man show, the man show, which was like just a bunch of tits <laughs> running around. And now he's like the absolute like poster boy of political correctness. It's just, it's ridiculous. Like there's so many weird things that kind of happen. And it is, it's like they, it happened after Sandy Hook. It happened after like Columbine as well. If you don't agree, and it's very much like what we were talking about two weeks ago with the gay debate. If you don't agree with me, you're the problem and you don't care about their lives. And that's yeah. what people have been going on about and it's ridiculous i don't agree with that i think that's very um it's not a very good thing to say to other people that they're they have some form of responsibility or you know they they should feel what did he say that they anyone who doesn't want to talk about it or anybody who basically or anybody who disagrees with it holds some responsibility and that's why they don't want to talk about it because they feel emotionally responsible for what's happened no no way. The only person responsible for that is the dickhead who went and shot them exactly. up. Exactly. Um, that's really, that's not, you shouldn't put that on someone. I mean, and he, he obviously has a massive following. He has a talk show on E! over here. as uh, a late night host. He He's very well known and very well known on social media as well. Like he's got yeah. a YouTube channel and everything. So that's really um, fucked up for him to go and put that on other people to say that it's their responsibility. It's really not. It's the guy who did it. It's his responsibility. He's, he's not the only one. Hillary Clinton said the same thing. She came out and said that... Well, it, she put it against the um, the Rifle Association, well, didn't she? After that, she did something. Well, she came out in an interview and basically said, anybody who disagree are complicit to murder, if you disagree with me. Same thing. Now, in the tweets, and I'll read, I'll read oh, the tweets out God. because... Um, remember, this girl's going to be president at one stage. I'm pretty confident. Um, you know, she, she said a couple of things. She said, um, the crowd fled at the sounds of gunshots. And this tweet kind of 
it amplifies the ignorance of some people. Yeah. But uh, the, imagine the deaths if the shooter had a silencer, which the NRA wants to make easy to get. Now, I for did any, say that. For anybody who understands how silencer work, it's not like how it works in Modern Warfare 2. It doesn't just it doesn't make or die hard or any kind of action movie. That's not how it works. Silencer, the only thing it does basically is it makes it for the person who's shooting, it makes the noise ridiculously lower. It still sounds like a jackhammer. So for anybody who thinks that right. they wouldn't be able to Didn't hear anything. That. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that not many people, if you were, like, I had to look up. That wasn't something that yeah, I knew straight Yeah, it's not common bat. knowledge. Straight and, here. It but you would think her putting that argument out there would be something that somebody like me would see who's against yeah. gun. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Exactly. Shit. A lot like, of people look at that. You would never of, hear the but gun. You'd, you'd oh, think my somebody, God. You'd think somebody, in a, like, people in America would actually know that considering guns are you know, part of the culture over there. Yep. It's the Second Amendment. That's it the is. whole thing about it. She then said another thing, and I remember you saying you didn't think there was anything wrong with this. I thought there was a lot of things wrong with this tweet, to be fair. I uh, say a lot of things. <laughs> it was uh, Her tweet was, our grief isn't enough. Uh, we can and must put our political... Uh, put politics aside. It sounds fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then the next, in the same tweet, she says, stand up to the NRA and work together to try and stop this. If you're going to put one comma in between when you're going to uh, basically contradict yourself and go completely against what you were saying, like, it just, it, this is the same person who, like, again, doesn't know what a silencer or a suppressor does. It's ridiculous. Like, it's very, very strange that these people of power don't know basic knowledge. In the, and I'll go back to the Jimmy Kimmel thing. There were so many things he said. He was saying that at one stage, oh, well, Trump passed a law early in the year that made people with mental illness uh, easier to obtain guns. Completely false. Completely false. You look, anyone who does any research on this, and the problem is with, at this stage, every time a mass shooting or a big event happens, the, all, your, um, all the kind of information that comes up becomes incredibly muddled because everybody wants to put an agenda on it. And that's yeah. the problem. Because now, if you looked at it a week ago, you probably get a better, ac- uh, more accurate stats. Now, it's just like everybody wants basically you to go, I want to, uh, I want to vote for gun control now. And everybody wants to go on that kind of bandwagon. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. I just, it's very hard to kind of work out where this is all come, like why this is all happening so quickly. And then she was tweeting those to Hillary. She was tweeting those like the day of or the day after. And like you know, it's not like she. No information's come out yet. No, that, that's the thing. Like you gotta, you gotta rest. You gotta take yourself away from the situation a bit before you kind of come out, especially when you're a person like that. Yeah, it's- especially someone of that stature who would have a, a wide following. Um, people would, you know, jump on what she says. Definitely, I, I agree. And you know, it's all well and good um, for them to post their condolences, yeah, tweet but- that sort of stuff. That's fine. But again, posting their agenda that quickly, it's um, mate, let the dust settle. Yeah. And Shit. With, like, and with that, like, Hillary was good for, I think her first tweet was fine. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel was really good for about his first five minutes. He was saying, like, you know, it's really horrible, like, every, like, and saying, like, and her, you can you can watch it on YouTube. It's got a shitload of views. And um, it's it was very good for about the first five to ten, or maybe five to seven minutes. And then it just kind of turns. You can tell really quickly when he kind of turns it from, Yo, this is a human thing to this is a political thing. Yeah. And that's where it kind of, yeah, and I like I understand people in the heat of the moment. I know I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm sure he has, and, you know, just because you disagree with some political doesn't make you a bad person, as we've said many times. But yes, like, it's something that, you know, like, I know he means good at heart, but you need a kind of, it's, you gotta, you know, with that stage, with that platform, you need to kind of manage yourself a little bit better. Yeah. Well, I, I think with something as big as this, people just, go straight out and have an emotional reaction. Um, I know I would. I definitely did have an emotional reaction to it. You, yeah. just, you just look at it and you go, fucking hell. I, I can't understand why they 
keep why they have such um, shitty shitty gun laws like yeah. why is there no control why is there no anything it's just you know and I, I can sort of understand their reasoning for coming out so quickly because yeah, it is course, it's something yeah. huge and it's massive in their country and a lot of people you they just you know post the emotional effect first when I agree they should have sort of sat back let the dust settle and if they're going to post a political agenda you know do it right but don't you think like if you're gonna do that, you gotta make sure you do it right. Like if you're yeah. gonna come out, you gotta you gotta go about it a certain way, a respectable way. This yeah. way just makes you look like an idiot. You know, mm. if if you do anything or post anything or say anything, and one person is able to discredit you, that's done. Yeah, like that's just a waste of your twenty characters or whatever you get on Twitter. Um, yeah, one hundred forty-four. <laughs> Clearly, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I think it's 144. We'll Google it. We'll Check Google. again. I think you're wrong. Anyway, I'm, I'm right. But they're just it's just a waste of time. And, you know, if you're not going to push a positive agenda or, you know, send your condolences and say, yes, we need what... And just ask the question, what can we do about gun control? Not yeah. this is what we need to do. Stand up to these people. Do this. Do that. You know, post it. What can we do? How can we fix this? Do you, um, like just through Vegas and everything like that, does things like this kind of put an effect on you maybe going over there as like as a potential tourist? Or does it kind of think, are you like, I'm, I know myself, I'm very much in the mind that I don't know, it might not be the best thing. It'll never happen to me. It'll never happen to me, kind of thing. I used to be like that. Yeah, and like, yeah, exactly. I like, but it's one of those things to me, especially if something like that, something, you know, when my life's at stake, I just feel like it would never, you know, just, I guess sometimes you have to have that kind of way of thinking. Otherwise, you'll never kind of, you'll, you'll never, never do leave. anything. Yeah. <laughs> I would never leave. I'd never want to leave. So <laughs> I hate leaving my home. Um, to, to be completely honest with you, yep. uh, it's not just this gun control stuff. This whole, you know, aspect of terrorism scares the shit out of me. I yep. mean, uh, we're running in a marathon this weekend. We're doing the Melbourne Marathon. It's a massive event in Melbourne. I... Like part of me, there's always that little part in the back of my mind that's be like, what if something happens? What, what if bo- somebody what, the Boston Marathon? But yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like it's such a it's a huge public event. There's going to be hundred thousand people there. Yeah. It's it's huge. What if somebody comes? I I don't think it's going to be a, a gun thing because again, Australia has very very strict gun laws. But again, you never know. But what if even someone comes in a car and you know does what they did on Burke Street? What happens if this? What what happened? What if? What if? What if? It it's scary, and I think it's just scary to go anywhere these days. And I mean, America's not helping themselves here in the tourism aspect of it because they have such poor gun control that this literally can happen anywhere over there. So with all the gun, I know you've done a bit on like you know how you obtain a gun, what you can obtain, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. They kind of ruled out um, fully automatic weapons back in 1986, I think it was. You they have did. it takes a long time to get. You can get one. You can yeah. get one. There's a lot of hoops. To yeah, you need, it can take up to about nine months. You have to put a photo, fingerprints. You have to get a lot of checks. Medical. You have to pass all these checks, which this person Stephen Paddock actually passed. Which another thing like which kind of proposed is the question is like what kind of law would you have to Im- imply yeah, if that for this not to work, happen bar getting work. rid of all guns which you can't do unfortunately you can't do in no, this country you can't you can't do um i, I agree like that's the scare that's another the scariest part is he had i'm ki- not kidding he had 23 yeah, guns that was he smuggled thing, yeah. in 23 guns how does somebody do that how does somebody do that over he put him f- in 10 suitcases so he checked in 3 days earlier wow. to to the shooting he smuggled them in in ten, uh, you know, up to ten different suitcases into his room. But there's you also not just be like, I 
swear I saw you five minutes ago. And you yeah, I, I, I hundred. That was when I heard that too. I was like, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, you know, if I go past a, a desk twice with another bag, I feel suspicious, and I'm the one yeah. walking with just like a pair of fucking togs in my bag or whatever. I just, I mean, it, I've never been to Vegas. So I, I imagine it's, you know, you've been to Vegas. Yeah. So it, I imagine it's, it's a very busy place. Lots happening. Yeah, it's hard a to, concierge person is not going to be able to really single out someone and be like, that's your fourth bag. Yeah. You wouldn't think about it. And it's never happened there before. So no one's going to be on high alert for that. The Also, the other things is like, you know, he had to disable the smoke detector. He had to, yep. he had to break through a casino window, which... Yeah. Is it fucking easy to do? Apparently, it's like like. Well, base, I imagine it would have been. It's be. like they make them like ridiculously difficult. So I'm not even sure how he would have done it. Otherwise, he obviously must well, have he shot broke through, through it. two windows. Yeah, like, I, but it's just like how would he like during that whole situation like shoot through and not kind of get. Well, that's caught. what I mean. I mean, he had twenty three guns. Um, two of the rifles were equipped with telescopic sights and mounted on yep. bipods out of the windows. Yep. Um, what else? There was 12 of the guns um, had bump fire stocks on them. Yeah, so that's what turns a semi-automatic into, into an, automa- an automatic. Yeah. yeah, so basically what a, what a bump fire stock, um, it allows for the recoil to actuate the trigger at a rate of 90 bullets in 10 seconds. So you don't, the thing, yeah, you don't have to move your finger. No. It just keeps bumping between your shoulder and kind of, and your finger and yeah. it just keep backing up, backing up and it, it, it simulates. 90 bullets in 10 seconds. And I also heard that he basically, when they found the body, they found near him kind of like basically equations to work out where he'd have to shoot yes, for it to I drop. Yes, I saw that today. That only just came out yeah. today that the, the policeman, I think the first ones on the scene, went on 60 Minutes over in America last night and had said they'd found note pads and notes on his um, bedside table with the mathematics to say, if I stand at this angle, my bullet's going to yeah. reach this people and this time, this speed. Like, he planned this yeah. shit out. Uh, apparently, he wasn't really a massive gun guy. He didn't really shoot too much. This is something that, like, obviously, like, it's when you think about it, it's almost a miracle he didn't get more in the terms when you've got twenty yeah. to 30,000 people. Well, they at, were, yeah, there were 22,000 22,000 people. people in the one place. And you That's know, a lot of people. Tw- and you, fifty-nine people die. It's horrific, of course. It is horrific, but the the mass on that, the percentage against that would be low. Yeah, of course. And like, you know, it's. But he could have done so. I mean, you know what it's like at a festival. There are just bodies everywhere. You, oh. uh, there is no space. It is Penguin City. And there's like, horrific stories of um. I heard you know a husband shielded himself in front of his wife, uh, yeah. and there was like all these situations where. Someone got shot in the back, couldn't like, couldn't crawl, couldn't move, and had to basically d- bled out and died. Yeah. And like, there's horrific stories. And like, it, you know, it's very inhumane. It's very hard to kind of put it to other anything other than it's just an act of like. I heard this many times. So I'm not like it's not mine, but like, it's just an act of pure evil. Like, it's something it that. It is. And it's. Do you think this has anything to do with kind of the way? Americans could be raised, the, the way their education's being put through, the way they're living. Do you, like, it's, it's, it just sounds, it's, you know, as you said, it happens a bit. This isn't something, and like a mass shooting, for anybody who doesn't know, when, like mass shooting still doesn't have an actual technical term, but they say a mass shooting is anything four or more. Yes. So, yeah, I read that today. That, so, that uh, yeah. Uh, so they don't of, have, it's not deaths. Yeah. It's not four deaths. It's just four injuries See, or anything yeah. in one, you know, occasion. So in one succession. And, and also on that, there are a lot of, uh, because it's not an actual definition, a yes. lot of sites will print false stats, basically yeah. saying anything more than one, anything more than four. They'll say on, like on the left, they'll say anything more than one. On the right, they'll say four deaths or more. And it's kind of, again, it's so hard to weed through the pack to find actual reliable source material. Yeah. Uh, it was, I mean, I sort of, 
went on a few different sites today just to sort of um, quantify my yeah. finding my research just to make sure I wasn't, you know, throwing out shit today. I mean, I love to talk shit, but yeah, this yeah, is the sort of things you want to be factual on. Um, and it is the, the, the stats and the facts out there about, you know, what's happening over in America and how many of these mass shootings are occurring. It's honestly, it mm. would be in the news every other day over there. Like, it's no big deal. Oh, there's another shooting. Oh, there's another Well, it's, again, like, this is something that I was reading today. I found many contradicting facts in that. And one of the main ones I found was somebody basically saying, for anybody who says there's been 350 mass shootings this year, is completely lying to you. There's no way there's been that many. People who are saying that are doing their old their, yeah. their thing where they're kind of amplifying one or two deaths to be considered to, mass shooting. With mass yeah. shootings as well, for those who don't know, uh, they take away gang shootings and they take away domestic shootings and robberies. They take away those three aspects to it. Yep. And they don't take away all those three aspects in all statistics put online, which is all, which is very... Yeah, which which makes it very messy. <laughs> the whole, it's so, a bloody mess. But, like, there's... And, like, I, I remember one saying, um, like, 2015, they, they were saying there's, like, the year of mass shootings, 2015. They uh, they looked back at that and they, they accredited it and you take away all the uh, gang violence, there was four. Four mass four. shootings. Four mass shootings apparently on record. Bullshit. That's what I said, and I looked through, and everything else was family. Everything was there was no mass shooting because the mass shooting is very different to like it's not like me pulling a gun on my family. It's not. Yeah. It's something you have to go out, and I'm not saying like obviously it happens a bit in America. It sounds sounds very low, but the idea of it, it it's a very specific thing. And yeah. gang violence is the main kind. Like that's a lot of deaths happen from yep. gang violence. The main death from um, guns in America is suicide. Yes. Suicide is the main reason why people uh, from uh, main cause of death, sorry, from any kind of gun is from suicide, yeah. and that's been rising. Homicide's been going down for the last twenty years in America. Interesting. That's like it's, it's weird, and that's where they and they muddle those up as well. That what they do is they combine those two stats and they kind of put the suicide with the homicide. And unfortunately, a suicide's a hard one. You can kind of go, and a lot, a lot of people go. You take the guns away, and I. You, know, you take the guns away, people won't um, kill themselves and there'll be a less suicide rate, which is a, it, it's a, like you can argue. There will be a less suicide rate by guns, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> if, I mean, uh, this is a bit morbid, but if somebody wants to end their life, they're going to find a way to do exactly. it. Exactly. And also on top of that, for those who say gun uh, guns would slow down suicides, the US has a rate right now of 10.1 deaths to 100, uh, to 10.1 suicides per 100,000 people. I'll, I'll give you a few countries. Um, I'll give you Canada. I'll give you Austria, I'll give you uh, Hungary, I'll give you New Zealand, who yeah. all have a higher than 10.1. I'll give you Japan. Japan don't have guns. And Japan's they, got a lot of people, though. Japan don't have a lot of people. This is per 100,000 as well. So this, yeah, is right. like, so this is like statistics, more like more percentage-based than anything. Yep. And they have an average of 19.4. They don't have guns. They have, around, they have under 10 shooting death, uh, deaths by guns per year because they don't have any. So, like, the, uh, the rate, the people who say the more take the guns away and there'll be less suicides, there's no real kind of correlation to it. No, there's nothing to support that. No, I mean, you just, all you have to do is just look at what you reeled off. I had no idea about it, but and, well, like, with it, the... it just goes to show there's nothing to support that. Like we just said, if people are going to want to end their life, they're going to find a way to do it. You take away the guns, you take away an easier way for them to do it. And with like with Australia, Australia was the same. You know, we'll bring up Australia kind of now with it. But with, Australia. With, with the suicide thing on that, they kind of brought up a big graph about it all. And it was like once it happened in 1996, the suicide rate went way down yep. through guns. What they don't show you is that if you look six or six to eight years prior to that, 
the rate was already declining. So once it hits 1996, it doesn't like. Uh, it's not like it doesn't decline. drop. It just keeps going. It's, it's just going at a steady it's, pace. It's a steady it rate. Before. Yeah, it's not like it's it's like going straight and then it dips once it hits 1996. It was dipping at 1990. So it's yeah. a, again like yo, I'm sure like and I know taking the guns away has obviously take um has stopped a lot of mass shootings in Australia. But the problem there is with using zero. that as an ex, uh, as an as a uh, argument is that we have such a small sample base that like compared to them, it's so hard to kind of comp- and same with the UK. UK have had fuck all mass shootings yeah realistically and it's hard to kind of comp- uh, put them to against a fucking juggernaut like america yeah and kind of with with the way they go about themselves i agree but i mean i 100 percent completely agree with what happened like with what australia did i yeah. think that is just the way to go so basically there was a mass shooting in 1996 35 people were killed yeah. and 23 were wounded um, gunmen opened fire on shop owners and tourists with two semi-automatic rifles. Um, this was the biggest and deadliest and is to this day mass shooting in Australia. Yep. Basically, after that happened, our Prime Minister um, took the gun laws to Parliament and said, right, we need to change these um, and convinced the states to adopt new gun laws, which basically included a ban on all semi-automatic rifles Um and all semi-automatic and pump-action shotguns and um, introduced a system of licensing and ownership controls. Yep. Uh, Australia then introduced the gun buyback scheme, which started on the 1st of October uh, 1996, so the same year, and concluded on the 30th September, the year after, where the government bought back and destroyed over 1 million guns. Yep. To this day, there have been zero mass shootings since that happened. Now, you know, I agree that, you know, everybody has a right to own a gun if it's uh, practical for your life and your lifestyle. My grandfather owns a gun. He lives on a massive property. Yep. Uh, but there just needs to be uh, stricter ways and stricter rules and being able to obtain a gun. It's just too easy over there. Whereas here we have strict licensing, yeah. um, permits are issued, background checks are done. Like, Real rigorous stuff is done to make sure that you are A-OK to own a gun. Now, I know the shooter over there did all this and he came back clean, but there will be a lot of people over in America who would fail that and we would be taking the guns away from someone who is more dangerous and that would probably reduce the domestic violence um, deaths over there. Yeah, definitely. It is. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, when you... I mean, basically, so there's a few stats here about what's happened in Australia since we, um, you know, fucked the guns off. Um, So overall, I mean, following the uh, removal of the guns, uh, Australia, the number of deaths by firearms, you know, initially declined slowly. But as we were saying, the the suicide rate for guns was already slowly declining. But this is just the amount of just deaths, not by suicide. Um, Overall homicides immediately um, after, sorry, Decrease of less than one per 100,000 persons. So immediately after that was done, it dropped. Um, and over the medium term, homicide by firearm dropped between by to one in every 200,000 persons to one in every 670,000 persons. Like, yeah. so that's, that's massive. It's just gone from one in every 670,000 persons to one in every 200,000 yeah. persons. Like, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's big. And I mean... Between 2010 and 2014, gun-related homicides across all of Australia dropped um, to 30 to 40 per year. 
What do you think has to happen for something to change over there? Like, it's, uh, a, it's the a president has to fucking die again. But that's not hap- that's not going to happen. Like, that's you know, not going to happen. Like, because they like I heard somebody say like, oh, like if you're going to ask anybody about you know gun control, ask the victims of you know people who survived it or survived the Vegas shooting. Which is the most ridiculous argument I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I I've, I've, Sarah, you get sick a lot. This is true. I'm get, currently sick. So if I'm sounding mannish, that's why. Yeah, you're, you're okay. You're currently sick. That does not mean you know you can like make rules about how the health system should work. Yes, I can. It's like, so just because you've been shot does not mean you, you have no, a higher opinion. I, you can, you know, <laughs> throw your sub story out there. I throw my sub story out there to everyone, <laughs> anyone who will listen, which is no one. But, I mean, you can, you can tell your story. Um and share your opinion, uh, but you can't actively go out there and say, this is what needs to be done and this is how we need to do it. I mean, sorry, you can't. And even if you did, no one's going to really listen to you. They're going to listen to your story. It's sad and it's horrible what happened to you, but you're not going to be able to make a massive impact on that change. Yeah, exactly. And some of the, like, one big misconception I kind of worked out today is everybody kind of thinks that, the in America, the more redneck or the kind of state, the height, the more kind of murders that kind of happen there, or kind of those are kind of the big things. The more you think, the more guns in a state, more percentage wise, the more murders, which is actually not true, which is really funny. That they, yeah. they had a thing: the states with the highest gun ownership percentage don't have the highest murder rates at all, and it's completely a mixed graph. It was like they had they had I think it was like Texas or that it was a completely random graph. So I just assumed Texas would be towards like the seventy to eighty percent in terms of gun ownership. And they were well below the average. And like, so, and you had this one grab, one one that was way, had 40%, 30 to 40%, who was well above everybody else. So it was kind of, that's another big, they think like, oh, we'll get rid of like the redneck states or anything like that. That has nothing to do with it. Like there's not like, again, it's one of these really weird things that, it's so hard to pinpoint because at the end of the day, people are fucked up. Like, it's, but the thing is, how do you get to that point? Yeah, well, that's really interesting. And I mean, like you asked me before whether you think it's anything to do with, you know, the educational system over there, um, police, policies, anything. I I really just think you've got to have a really loose screw to be able to go and do something like that. I mean, you could be raised in a loving, caring, happy, healthy family. Um, I, I just think it's got, to, it's got to be a mental issue. It's got to be, there's got to be something that is not quite ticking right up there for you to just be able to snap like that. Yeah. Especially this guy who has come out and been like, you know, he's a wealthy, he was a wealthy businessman, you know, did a lot of gambling, won a lot of money that way. His family have even come out and said, you know, we're, we're completely shocked. Like, you know, we did, his yeah. brother was a bit weird. I mean, his brother was a character. Yeah. Like, yeah, to be fair, like he was, yeah, he didn't sound really... I don't know, he sounded a bit off to me, but, you know, to be, a lot of people sound off. I work with a lot of people who sound a bit weird. and I sound weird. Yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't, especially now, it's been like a man. Like. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. But, I mean, but again, I don't know if you read too much into this guy. Uh, I think it was his dad or something was in jail. He had a psychological something going on. He yeah. did something and, he, and, I mean, his dad had issues and his dad was in jail. So... Whether that's sort of passed down and he's got something and then one day he's just snapped and this is what he thought is the only only thing he can do. This is the only thing that makes sense to him. He, You know, he wanted to die. He, he killed himself after. Excuse the pun, but he wanted to go out with a bang. Yeah. I, I mean, again, there's no motive. So until that's discovered, if it is discovered, we can just speculate on why he did this. Yeah. But I honestly think if there's got nothing to do 
with the religious beliefs if it's nothing to do with terrorism um if he's not you know uh what's the word you're a democrat who's against the gun laws or you're a republican who's with them um if it's not political or anything, he's just—it's just something not quite right up there. Yeah, like what what people like to do, especially people who are anti-guns, they like they like it, and I, I say like it loosely, but like when a big shooting comes out, they they prefer it to be somebody who is considered mentally ill, because when you're when it's someone who like is considered mentally ill comes out and they've done this mass shooting, they can propose a much bigger argument as if uh, as opposed to if they were to come out, if somebody came out to you and said. And you had a gun, say, and you want to protect. You said, "Okay, Sarah, you're not allowed to have a gun anymore because gangs are coming out and they're shooting people." You'd be like, "No, that's more reason why I should have a gun yes. because I want to protect myself." And that's a completely logical reason for any yep. family in America to have a gun. And you, if somebody came up and took your guns away from you, you'd probably feel like you're open for any kind of attack. And like that yep. might be not, might not be true, but when you have this perceived weapon in your house, even if you never use it, you feel you probably feel a lot safer with it in it. Yeah. But if somebody comes up to you and goes, "We want to take your guns away because we are afraid that somebody in your family might be mentally ill and they could turn the gun on you," there's a bit more. There's not a massive argument to it, but there's much more concrete to it than saying, "Oh well, we're going to take away the guns because." other people are going to come shoot you. And we just don't like, yeah, there's this weird yeah. kind of um, dynamic of where they kind well, of come yeah, from. Yeah, when you say it that way, that makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, righto, so I'll just get my fucking spatula then, shall I? Yeah, exactly. And flick off the bullet. But um, uh, the mental illness thing is, is a big one and it will resonate more with people and it makes more sense because, hey, that could actually happen. Yeah, and... In a way, you kind of want it to be... like, And another way, you kind of want it to be as well, because you don't want it to be like, oh, he's just a normal person, because then it's just like you're fucking looking around, you're looking over your yeah, shoulder you going... Who trust the hell? no one. Yeah, who's going to be the next person to do it? Like, like some of these stats that are coming, coming out from it are just like all over the shop in terms of how you can kind of take it. It's very, very strange... Do you like with it all, and like you kind of... You've compiled a lot of information through it. I've compiled a lot of information. Do you think that... Like, this is going to be something that, you know, we had... The last mass shooting was Orlando back last year. Yes. The nightclub? The nightclub. The gay yes. nightclub, Orlando. That was the last mass... mass yeah, like biggest, biggest shooting Biggest ever. mass shooting, and this one has surpassed it. Do you think that it's going to... Like, I know you don't want to predict anything, but, like, do you think that because of some things like this, do you think, any, one, anything will be done from it, or two, do you think the next one of these kind of big shootings is going to happen sooner, or do you think they're going to try and crack down? Do you... Uh, I don't think anything's going to happen from it. I mean, the only thing that they're doing is to try and get rid of these, what do you call it, these bump stocks. Yeah. That's the only but, thing that they're pushing through to get rid of. Nothing else is going to happen. But because, they're just, you can get them easy enough. Yeah. Well, I was talking to somebody today and she had told me, she's like, these bump stocks, they're all sold out. They're all gone because there's um, gun owners out there like, oh they, crap, they're going to take this away from us. They Let's do that. stock up. That's huge. That always happens. That always happens. Every time there's a mass shooting, gun sales go through the roof because they think that this could be the time where they they're start gonna cracking They're going to take it down. away from us. 100%. And that, I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think they're going to take them away. Um, I, I think this is going to happen. Um, whether it's something uh, you know massive again... They look. They're probably going to up security with these kind of public events and these public forums massively, but oh, it's like with any terrorist attack or anything that happens, they bump up security for an amount of time and then it just slowly dwindles back down to normal, and yeah. that's when it's going to happen. Well, that's and that's the thing. That's why it's like I was saying. I think it's a, right at the start. I said like it's annoying when people come out and only come out after a mass shooting 
and like uh, and like protest this and say we have to get rid of guns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like if you're doing it, it's like it's like supporting a footy team only when they're winning. It's like when you yeah. have the argument in front of you and you're like, okay, I can I can push this, I can push this. When nothing's happening, you're losing, or when like there's just no mass shootings happening, you're just like, oh, I don't really want anything to do with it. Yeah. And it's like you need to be able, to, like I, I'm fine. Yeah, you know, I don't care what you support. No, it doesn't bother me. I don't live in America anyway. But like if you're gonna push this kind of we want to get rid of guns we want gun control we want to sort something out like obviously they're not going to get rid of all guns as much as some people would want Uh, it's not it's not going to happen that way it's just uh, it's like we were speaking about last time I will listen to you or I will take you seriously if you are someone who has been an activist for this and push for this regardless of any situation if you're just jumping on the bandwagon because this is relevant news and it's just happened and hey people are going to listen to me because this is in the news fuck off so just listening back to this um, on the Tuesday night, and I just kind of there's a couple more things that I wanted to chuck in um, while I can, just to kind of give you a couple more kind of stats, facts, and just opinions in general. One, I think that um, I think everybody, probably, well at least Sarah would agree with. Um, obviously, she, she's not here. Is that uh, when people come out and when people actually, you know, say everything that they do on a platform that they have. People are gullible. People will, and people will believe what they want to believe. And that's a general tool. People will only listen to the things that they want to listen to. If I'm, if I'm on one side, if I'm a pro-gun guy, I will, there is a big chance I will disregard any fact opposing the, uh, the pro-gun stance. There's a, I'll either oppose it, I will fact check it and say you have to source it, or it just, it just won't enter my brain. And it's funny because on the opposite side, if somebody is for my argument, whichever, whatever argument it is, this isn't just this stance, this is a general life thing. Whenever someone puts in an argument for and like pro whatever I believe, you will blindly, you will blindly uh, take it as gospel, which is ridiculous. And it's so true that everybody does this. Every single person does this. And I'm, I'm 100% guilty of this as well. There are times where, you know, I'm, you know, I want somebody says something and I'll just blindly agree with it because I don't know any better. I'll, I like to think that sometimes I go back, uh, when I go home, I do fact check it. Nearly everything I talk about today and Sarah talks about today, we all, we've, we've fact checked everything and then there's our opinions in there, of course. But it's just something that, is also very dangerous when everything kind of when push comes to shove because now you've got people who will you know go out and they will spread they will say all these things that are just either factually incorrect or just flat out lies and I'm not sure if it's just if it's ignorance I'm not sure if it's what they're being told to say but it's incredibly incredibly dangerous at the end of the day because it it just fuels a side of the argument and it all while while it fuels one side and goes oh that's more things we can use on the favor the other side just kind of go it kind of adds more you know it just kind of adds more animosity to it because the other side's going well now everything's you, you're saying a lies and they go no no this person said it it's a very very weird dichotomy uh, dynamic to it and i just i haven't been able to kind of you put your finger on why it is and why we we blindly believe things that like a pro our argument but we blindly um you know, dismiss anything that opposes it and it's just something that's it's so true but another thing that I wanted to say we didn't I didn't really say it during this these semi-automatic rifles which I say during is you know you pull one shot you get one bullet these are sporting rifles at the end of the day people use this to hunt people use this for target practice this is something that 
is a kind of built in America in the American kind of culture of things. You know, as a lot of Australians use it for hunting. So to say that we need a banned semi-automatics is very hard to do when you have such a like such a massive amount of people being you know law-abiding citizens. Um, it's barring you know knocking on every house and searching for you know for every gun and not to mention every unlicensed gun because of course there is a market for that and you can't take every gun off people so for people saying that it's not it's just not possible it's not you know it sounds great in theory oh just take the guns off people it's just not going to happen it's not possible the way everything is set up over there um a couple more things um an argument that i didn't raise at the whole time is if my house was to get broken into and uh, if I saw somebody walking past my bedroom or whatever, look, going into my living room, trying to get whatever my, my 80 kilo of cocaine that I have in my house, I don't own my own house, so it could be factual or not, um, I would want something to defend myself and I would, I would want something better than, and I'm just kind of looking around my room right now, I would want something better than a half-drank Macca's Coke cup to kind of protect me. You know, like, and I, so I do, that's, I think that's a very understandable argument. I think, and, you know, to those who say, you know, you can get a baseball bat, cricket bat, there's only so much you can do with something like that. And also, it only needs to happen once. So for people who go, that's never happened to me, only needs to happen once for you to get fucking affected pretty heavily by it. Um, A couple more stats for you. Um, You know, somebody raised a really weird argument to me, like a really strange one. I was very, very perplexed with the whole thing. They said, oh, um, they asked me about the Jimmy, like, what do I think of Jimmy Kimmel? And they said, oh, well, you know, what about, you know, the kids who kind of, who um, find their gun, find their parents' guns and they, you know, shoot their parents or they shoot their their sons and that. It's very strange how of all the arguments you could go for, that this would be one. You know, throughout this, throughout our whole thing, you know, I, I kind of come at it from one side and Sarah comes at it from another. Sarah makes some really good points. Um, I make some really good points to Rare. It's, but of all the arguments you go for, that's the one you go for. You go for, oh, kids can, you know, find their parents' guns and shoot them. That's called negligent parenting. That's called reckless parenting. For any, if a parent is going to leave their gun out in the open for a kid to use, that's just horrible parenting. I'll give you a, a stat: there's an average of uh, 390 children drown in pools per year. Right. So, do I think pools should be banned from houses? Of course not. Again, there's a, a lot of factors that go into it, but especially if in terms of the guns. It's very, very poor parenting to be able to let your gun and to be leave your gun open for somebody to shoot. It's a horrible argument. Yeah, um, forty percent of convicted homicides had alcohol in this uh, were in their system. That's convicted. Now, that's a very weird kind of stat because having alcohol in your system doesn't necessarily mean you're drunk. So you can take or leave that that stat. Thirty-seven percent of all rapes were committed while intoxicated, which is more concrete. Do I think we should ban alcohol? No. This is we gotta put the onus on the people doing it instead of everything around it. There are cases of it, and mental illness is a big one. But in terms of just people being people, you need to put the blame on them. I'm sick of people trying to pass it on to something bigger. It's just not correct, and nothing correlates. There is no statistical evidence, even because of what we've said throughout, saying that handguns wouldn't he uh, commit vast majorities? There's no statistical evidence that says that if we took semi-automatic rifles away, that the death rate would even go down that much, if at all. 
And I know people are like, oh, that much, that still counts. It's going to create more problems. I'm sorry, it just is. I will get back to the show. I, I saw a person um, post a Facebook status about it. Oh. And it was like one of those bullshit Facebook quotes. It's like, um, you know, weapons weren't made for this. Weapons were made for destruction, blah, blah, blah. I unfriended them straight away because I, no, I had no association with it. But like, it's just when, like, again, um, someone, someone said this. is like common sense isn't something that you just have in every situation. Sometimes yeah. with common sense, you need to know what the fuck you're talking about. Yes. And that's what we try and do. We try and work out what we're talking about so we wouldn't come on here and just Yeah, well, we're not just going to come on here and sit there and be like, yeah, there was a shooting. It was bad. Yeah. Like, these people who do, there's people who do this who have no common sense, who think they do, and it's much easier to kind of go, oh, a lot of people died. Well, you know, if you're against me, then obviously you don't care about the poor kids and poor men and poor women who died about it. Yeah. Don't guilt trip me. <laughs> Don't. It's rude. Like, but that's what they're doing. They're honestly doing this in, in a kind of like a, a blackmailing, guilt-tripping way to be like, well, if if you're not with me, you don't care. Mm. And you don't care about all the people that died. You know, what's wrong with you? And it's like, well, no, it's not like that. Yeah, Pierce Morgan did a big time. I think it was Pierce. I think Pierce Morgan's the name. I, no, I hope it's the name. Uh, I P- don't know. Pierce, after the Sandy Hook shootings, he did the exact same thing. He did this thing where does this tactic where basically you push an agenda and while you're kind of going on, same with Jimmy Kimmel, same with Hillary, uh, I was going to say Hillary Duff, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, how dare you? <laughs> uh, and they, they do this and they, they go like, you know, we're very sorry, very sorry. And then just you hear the switch and then they go, and if you don't agree with me with like, why, you know, why is this happening? Like think of the violence, think of the children. And if you don't agree with me, you don't care about the children. You don't care about the violence. And it's like, no, like I, if you ask any... That is so if you, agitating. If you ask any... I'm sure if you asked any regular gun owner, they would be the, the normal as a person as you'd expect them to be. They, they wouldn't have shot any people in their lifetime. And they would be, they'd be normal speaking humans. And not everyone's just this radical redneck or this person who's going to snap at any stage. And not everybody has an opinion on everything. Exactly. And not everybody cares. Like... Like, I feel like it's so, like, you're going to be, you know, ridiculed if you don't have an opinion on this or if you don't care about this. You know, people will have, you know, all 99% of, you know, emotionally intelligent people over there will have an emotive feeling towards this and will care and will feel sad and upset that this has happened. It's a tragic thing that's happened. Yes. But just because they're not going to sit there and be like, oh, this is so horrible, get rid of guns doesn't mean they don't care. It's exactly like you need, as I think I said before, you need to detach yourself from a situation. You need to think, this is why laws aren't made overnight. If, if yeah. laws were made, if, if Trump could make a law, if any president or leader could make a law whenever they wanted to, the world would be a wasteland. And, what I'm, and I don't mean like it would be... Borderlands. Like, yeah, it wouldn't be like... Border, no, it wouldn't even be... It'd be Iron Legend. It'd be like... Oh, one, shit. A bunch of, bunch of weird, like, albino zombies I would be the first to go. <laughs> and one dog. And it'd be like... And it's like... Because you can't do that. If, as soon as you put an emotional value... We said this last... We said this two weeks ago. And it's funny how everything ties in very easily. When it, anything kind of somewhat political kind of comes up. As soon as you bring in emotional value and people use this and they go... They use, like, their own story. Like, a side story, Jimmy... I'm ragging on Jimmy Kimmel a little bit here, but um, yeah, fuck him. Jimmy Kimmel did this thing where um, he like about healthcare, and he was saying that his son, who has this really um, who had I think had this really bad disease, or he had something wrong with him, he needed like emergency surgery. Yeah, and he did the same thing where like you know, he pushed it, and he used his son, and he didn't doesn't mean it. I know it's like very cynical to say it, but like 
the way he says it and the way he structures his argument, it's like, well, here you go. He's like, this is my son we're talking about. You can't disagree with me. And it's like, I know, and they use this emotional baggage to get to you. And yeah. it works with so many, it's so hard not to kind of get invested in it. And it, all it takes sometimes is that one person just to, and it's usually an asshole who says it. It's like, no, you can't do that. Because, and there's always that one, there always is that one person who's going to be like, no, you got to like, you know, I know it's bad and something's, you know, we, we feel sorry for what's happened to your son and everything. I hope he, I'm happy he's had a, a successful surgery. But that doesn't mean we have to revamp everything just because your son's been this son's everywhere that can't get yeah. the care because they don't ha- they don't have the name Jimmy fucking Kimmel to yeah, them. Yeah, and they don't got them dollar bills. <laughs> like, just people who push something or try to do something based off an emotion to get an emotional response, you're doing it all wrong. It's not going to work, and it's going to backfire. You're going to get a lot more. Um, people against you than you are for you you're gonna get people for you for the wrong reasons there is like and there is a way you can do it but there is like there's certain ways you can do it it's just that people do it either too quickly and they go too hard at it and it's just like once you go too hard it you know again you can just kind of tell when it just kind of it crosses over to that okay now you're just trying to convince me and it's just becoming and i say the word propaganda you're trying to lead me to this target you're trying to lead me to this opinion that mm. I don't really want to believe. I'm not watching a, a late night show for political opinions all the time. No, Make me laugh. For a laugh. Make yeah. me laugh, funny man. <laughs> do a dance, funny man. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you have any more stats for me, Sarah? Or you got? I do. I have a couple of stats here. Beautiful. I am the stats man, man St- uh, woman. <laughs> Sarah, statistics time. <laughs> Shit, yeah. new segment. Um, basically, so you asked me before, do I think that anything's going to change? Well, no, I don't think anything's yeah. going to change. Um, a couple of stats here that like the Republicans are not only succeeding in holding off restrictions, they're introducing um, new heavy measures to ease gun laws. Uh, like it... to, to release the difficulty of being able to obtain a gun. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this year, for example, um, Missouri Republicans were allowed to carry guns without obtaining a permit. Yep. Georgia Republicans are allow, allowed permit holders to carry guns on college campuses. Yep. Ohio Republicans allowed gun license holders to carry their guns at daycares <laughs> that don't up. put up no gun signs and to store their guns in cars and school properties. Imagine going to like imagine the your, fuck. Imagine putting your child in a day a daycare and seeing like this is a gun. This is a gun friendly daycare. Yeah, gun, this is a gun. Please bring zone. your pistol in the diaper bag. <laughs> Fucking hell! That... Seriously. Yeah, like that, and that's the thing, and that's where this art like. This is where neither side's helping themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, we're saying, like, I've been kind of going on about how the left kind of go about it wrong. This is how the right go about it wrong by promoting and pushing these really, really poor. And, like, I don't know how in any world people are supposed to look at that and be like, that's that's smart. Yeah, like, I like I, I can understand why maybe the people there might think it's smart. They might, they might have one reason or another. But in a grand scheme of things, when you look outside of your area and your zone people outside people looking in are gonna go you're a fucking nutcase if nobody you're... should need to carry a gun when they drop their child off at daycare <laughs> like really that bitch don't change the diaper <laughs> fucking look out <laughs> but okay so right there's 52 states in america it's too many yeah it's <laughs> too many states become australia i'm not even gonna reel off how many we have <laughs> anyway <laughs> but we've got less <laughs> So, 52 states in America. Yep. Nine states out of 52 require a permit for a long gun. So, a long gun is like a semi-automatic rifle. Okay. Anything that's not a handgun. 
So it's a, my interpretation. And a semi and a semi-automatic rifle is something that is a one one burst round, correct? Yes. That is something like because I remember somebody saying it's what I use when I play online because it shoots more bullets and I have shit aim. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I remember somebody saying it was a three round burst, which is wrong. That's military grade. They you can do semi-automatics where they come in three round bursts, also on Call of Duty. But uh, yeah, the semi-automatic rifles that um the public can get are one burst ones. So you pull the trigger once, you get one bullet out of it. Yeah. It's not something you hold in. <laughs> Well, we should get those. No, we should. But so only nine states yep. out of 52 require a permit. 15 states out of 52 require a permit for a handgun. And these are the guns that are the most deadliest yep, they, guns in yep. America. Only 15 states. So for permits, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. But then the next one I looked at. So these are for background checks. Okay, yeah, yeah. 13 states require a background check for a private sale of a long gun and only 20 states, that's not even half of the country, Yeah. require a background check when you purchase a handgun. Like, no fucking wonder the yeah. rates are so bloody high over there. I yeah. Just introduce these simple laws, these simple um, information gathering checks, anything. They're... The world would be a better place. Well, like, I know in in, um, in California, I think they have like a registered like I'm gonna say I think it's like thirty to forty thousand people who are mentally ill, and there's gar- in California. In California, Ooh. and there's guaranteed, and they were saying like there's people who know people who are mentally ill who have plenty of guns with them, That's and it's scary. very unsafe. And like mental illness can be. Can, you know, there's lower cases. There's, there's and, and, a lot of uh, variations yeah, exactly. of mental illness. Let's so just like, it's very hard, it's very hard to kind of pinpoint it, but it is very scary to know. Like if somebody just said like, oh sorry, the uh, Johnny down the street is actually mentally ill. He has a uh, he has a Magnum forty six T double C P. Q Y Z. Elite edition. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's just, uh, it is. It's, what are we talking about? No, I, I don't know. We, <laughs> we went off track a little bit. <laughs> we'll make it up our own Call of Duty guns. Yeah. But yeah, um, own class. <laughs> it's funny. Like you're right. Like nothing. Like nothing will change. And I think this is going to be like. I don't necessarily uh, think that like long guns. I don't think rifles necessarily should be taken away in, in a certain sense because I think that when. When uh when you're a country like America, and this is why I said before, Australia and UK is such a small sample size because we are we we weren't even back then we weren't a massive gun country. We weren't no. like we weren't like running. Everyone was running around I mean, arms in the air. Fucking there's go, twenty. Oh, I mean, back in 1996, it would have been like wait, 18 or 19 million people in Australia. We yeah. only confiscated one million guns. Exactly, and the right the rate of um gun ownership's gone for in the last 25 years from 0.9 to. 1.4 per person. That's a big KD ratio. Well, and that, yeah, so exactly. You're plus KD now. You are. And, but also the gun deaths have gone down. So, like, it does show that people are a bit more, and that, that range. People aren't just buying it and going out shooting willy nilly. Well, people, that also means that there are going to be people that have one gun. There's going to be people now doubled up. There's going to be people with five or six guns. Yeah. Like, so there might be a lot of people now who have one collections. Per family member. Yeah, exactly. They might have collections. They might, yeah, they might. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of money. There's a massive lot of money in guns and that. It would be. Um, yeah, I, a couple more things. Last, um, with oh, fucking gonna go back to him again. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, <laughs> this guy again. He said he um he like liked. He went and said that like you know the NRA has all political parties in their pocket. 
that is completely false. NRA don't need to um, bribe anybody because there's a, there's enough members in America of the NRA that they're their own force. That's the yeah. that's the thing. They don't they don't bribe it. They don't. They need do to pay invest anyone. in the Republican. They 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 don't but they don't pay anyone off, and that's the difference. No, they don't. They, they do heavily a, invest. They they can invest all they need to, but the thing is that they have so many people who invest in their company, like American citizens who are members of the NRA. That anybody if you, once you oppose it. It's almost like political suicide in a way because that's yeah. why, and that's why I said before, like that's why no one will say let's go against handguns. Yeah, and like um, Pierce Morgan does it, um, uh, Jimmy Fallon did it as well. He's kind yeah. of saying like let's get rid of all these um, rifles, get rid of all the semi-automatics. Sounds fine in principle, but when handguns are taking up majority, vast majority of your kills or yeah. your, your deaths, that, you, why? Yeah. Like it sounds like it's almost like you have to get rid of them all or get rid of none. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's either uh, all or nothing, really, and yeah. that's it. But you're so right in saying that taking a stance against the NRA, NRA <laughs> is political suicide. Mm. Um, when Barack Obama was president, he lobbied to introduce um, some stricter gun laws, yeah. and long and behold, guess who retweeted that and was in favour of that? Who? who? President Donald Trump. Boys. <laughs> he is now the president and he will do nothing to, you know, enforce stricter gun laws because well, last week the, you just can't over there. You yeah, just can't. Obama didn't, um, pushed in, Trump recently came out in a speech and said that um, we'll look into the gun laws and it was kind of like a throwaway line. We'll look line. into it. Yeah, and like it was kind of... We'll like, get back to you well, in 10 to never business Exactly, days. and like it, it was one of those lines that kind of he said in passing and that was his last line before he went off to his jet. I think he was in, might have been in Puerto Rico at that time dealing with the stuff over <laughs> there. So throwing, That was a political putting, nightmare. Putting uh, three pointers in. <laughs> just uh I could get, I could get lobbing in, that, in but, those uh, paper towels if anyone needs yeah, one. But everybody kind of hung onto that line, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, something's going to change." There's, there's all these people coming out and saying, "Like, you could be the difference, Trump." And like, unfortunately, they're in a state right now where it's just like you can't, yeah. like, you can't do it. You can't like. There's just so much backlash. Imagine like, because yeah, as Trump's very Trump's right wing, Trump's on the right side. He's uh, red. Red, and he's not a redneck, but he's a red. He's a red state. I kind of think. <laughs> Why? Because he's got red hair. Yeah, no, he's a red state, which is which is the right wing. But the uh, and because of that, most people on the right side are very pro Second Amendment, which is fine. Yeah. But if he was to go, we're going to put stricter laws. The amount oh. of people who'd be like, you know what? He would be flicked out of his chair so damn quick. Exactly, and like it's just you know. It's very, very strange situation. You can't do it. I don't think anything's going to change, but I honestly think they should not follow Australia's lead by, you know, removing all guns because that is just near impossible for a country like America. But they should enforce stricter rules. It's funny because, like, it's weird how both sides of the argument kind of flip the Constitution on its head whenever they need to. It's like, oh, well, you know, one, one would say, like, oh... They, they wouldn't want the ancestors, the people who wrote it, wouldn't want people holding military-grade weapons. and then But the people on the right would be like, well, hang on, back then all they had was military-grade weapons. If yeah. anybody had a gun, it was military-grade. Yeah. It's not like they had a difference back then, so maybe no. they probably would. But And then and then the, the other side go back to them, they're like, oh, well, but that was written so many years ago. Like, so, it's just this weird kind of thing. Nobody knows how to actually argue the point. Yeah, all they need to do is just change it and be like, you know, whatever it bloody is, you have the right to bear arms. I think that's it. Unless you're a psychopath. Yeah. All, just fucking, just pencil it in. All I would right. do, yeah, all I do is get, you know, as they said, they're going to try and get rid of that little device thingy that will um, 
uh, that made it a, a fully automatic weapon. Yeah, but honestly, I read somebody to, and somebody had a great analogy for that. Yes, and I have the analogy. Who will give it to I you? I try to say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and you know count the states in Australia again, and that didn't go very well. Yep. So. I'm trying to find it. So here we go. Yes. So this um, lady who said it, she is um, a strict gun law activist. You know, she was shot and paralyzed by a gun. So she's she doesn't do this just for shits and giggles. She she's on the she's on the bandwagon. Yep. She's on the train. So her analogy was so by just getting rid of these what are they called bump stocks? They're called yeah yeah. That's um, it. So imagine you're in the middle of a hurricane. Okay. By getting rid of these bump stocks, all you're doing is fixing one leaky roof in the middle of a hurricane. Okay, yeah. Do you understand that? Because no, I do. I do. Like, it took me a bit. It's fine. Like, <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? Is that to do with the hurricane that was last would, week? What is happening? 100% you would have taken a while on that too. You would have been like, It what? may have been clickbait, but that is <laughs> unconfirmed. But, you know, and that's what I mean. It's just you're, you're cleaning up one small piece of shit in a shitstorm. It's... What's it really going to do? Like we just said, people gone out and they're sold out now. People have gone out and have bought them all. Yeah. So uh, you can, you know, in, you know, introduce the law to, you know, get rid of them. But what does that do for all the people who currently own one? Yeah. Well, going to door knock, done the door knock campaign, and buddy steal all their stuff. Well, what do you think of? What do you think of the argue, the simple argument of? You know, the best way to protect, uh, um, sorry, the best way to defend yourself against somebody with a gun is to have a gun. Well, all of those people, uh, we, did you see that video I tagged you in? Don't post, don't post. I have, I'm like throwing post. my paper at you now. <laughs> yeah. Shit gets which, which, which one's this? Did you see the video I tagged you in that my brother shared? Of, um, was that Dan, Dan Bilzerian? Bilzerian. I've seen and that And he video. was asking the security guard to give him his gun. Yeah. He has a gun license. Like, give me the gun. I want to shoot back at this prick. Yeah. Nobody, like the only people who went in there and got him were the police and he'd already killed himself because he had cameras set up to know when they were coming. Yeah, exactly. But I like, mean, not they, that... if the police weren't there with guns, he wouldn't have killed himself. Yeah. So if the police were there, if the police came, like, as I said before, police were like, the, like you know, had batons and they were just like, excuse me, sir. Stop that. Yeah, like the guy would be like, okay, come in, see you later. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, I... especially in Europe, over in America, like it is, a di- it's a different it's, climate. They're very trigger heavy over there that, you know, they just like, Whip out that gun bang. It's, well, yes, yeah, some oh, there are a lot of states where, which are shoot first states, which you can shoot somebody if they are on your prop- property without really. Oh, that's. A, which is scary, isn't it? That's a bad law. Well, it's like it's something like I, you know, it's I guess it keeps people off your front lawn to get those kids. I up. need that law. <laughs> There's this damn little Russian kid who just keeps riding his bike, and <laughs> swear to God, my partner's going to kill him one day. Anyway, but to answer your question. The question was, do I think that the only way to protect yourself is by... The best way to defend yourself. Yeah. It's like that in any case, you know. If if someone's going to try and punch me, oh, if I don't have a fist, I'm fucked. Like, Mm. uh, guns, just... I just don't think... I mean, over there, you you know, you kind of need one because the ratio over there is so high that, you know, anyone and everyone could own a gun. Yeah. Um, but I think if you get rid of the possibility of all these people to own guns, you're not going to need to own one to protect yourself. But I feel like once it all happens, if say, say hypothetically, they got rid of all the guns and they only cops had them or whatever, however you want them, like just say it was like Australia and not yeah. with big black guns. Um, there is something called the black market, which would come up. Everybody would have guns. Like, you know, everybody who really wanted one would have one. Gang violence would keep going. People would be getting killed without being able to have any way to protect themselves. 
And it's like when it will become one of those things. And I said this in an earlier one. It's like it's like with drugs. Like you first you need to understand you that you can that. you can but you need to understand that you can get drugs at any stage if the black market was going to turn over to weapons, which it already has. There it are, has. Already, like you the, guys have seen the Avengers, right? You sure that saw that shit that happened. Exactly. It's happening. So like as soon as you know, it, it will be the exact same thing. If you really want a gun, which is why I think they need to regulate it. Like you, mm. like your argument again. You know, if they regulated drugs, yeah. You know, there would be more control over it. People would know what they're getting. Yeah. I mean, guns, people, I don't know how many people over there would have no idea about what they're going to buy because you can just walk into a fucking Walmart and pick up the gun off the shelf and go and buy it. Yeah. Um, I, if it yeah. was regulated, you would get something that is right for your needs. Have, have you shot a gun? I shot a paintball gun. Okay, that's not too I, Well, I shot a gun when I was in Vegas, funnily enough. Oh, it's across the road from the Mandalay Bay. No, <laughs> no, I wasn't. Um, no, I'll, and I shot it. And the main thing I took from that was one holy shit. I shot about four different guns. It was like a handgun, uh, an AK-47 was one of them. Um, it was like a, a little like kind of a Uzi, I'm going to say, and there's one other gun. Yeah. And um, the main things was when I was getting to the heavier guns, I was like, fuck me, these are powerful. Like This yeah. AK-47 was banging against my shoulder. I was like, fuck me, this hurts. And um, mm. the, other, the other thing was... At that time, a bit, bit different, but like how easily I could have just turned my gun on the people in the fucking firing range. I was like, literally, oh, yeah. I was literally there and I was kind of like, if I really wanted to, like if I was really that fucked right. up yeah. and I was just kind of like, if I, like, especially with the handgun, I could have just been like, bang, like simple. Like it would have been really easy if I wanted to do that. And it's just kind of like, if that's the laws they're regulating throughout the whole thing and like they're kind of that comfortable about it, then maybe there is a change that's going to happen. Did you, know, you have to like go through anything or sign anything or have them like take any like pictures of you or sign any kind of we ha- we had to sign government some- documents where they can like check you or anything we or- had to sign something i think i might have had to give my license over like not like to them completely but i might have to give them just to take to a prove your age picture of them yeah yeah I had to, yeah prove my age but i was already i was pretty clearly over 21 anyway so oh uh, we know we turned you turned 42 on the weekend <laughs> so but I, yeah, would I hate I, to think you weren't. And that was one of the scary... That it was. It was kind of like the lack of background to it and the kind of like, okay, let's... What kind of gun package do you want? And that's what it is. Like, there's, it's like a... A package? Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'll have the gold package, thanks. Yeah, that's what they're called. They're like, they're called either... I'm going to have the... Um, I'm going to have the Call of Duty package and it'll be like all these Call of Duty guns. Oh my God. And there was this, there was this guy next to me who had a... Um, a 52 cal, and anyone who knows what a 52 cal, I thought when he when he I don't. Said, when he said the word, like the guy, the person he's like um, setting up for him, is kind of like 52 cal, three rounds, and I was like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? I thought he meant like 52 rounds, and it was just this fucking cannon, basically. It was like this massive sniper, I think it was, oh my but it God. sounded like a fucking cannon. I was just like, fuck, getting in the way of that thing, like <laughs> like, and you just imagine like this dude and like. AK-47 would have been something along the lines of what he was using along with all his guns would have been similar kind of power range. Yeah. He would have been spraying willy-nilly over 350 metres away from 20,000 people. That's not And fun. using a math equation to get them there. Yeah. That's- so he knows what he's doing. He's not just like open up the window and going, oh, I'm just going to, you know, shoot yeah, and see what, ha- yeah. see, see what happens. He worked it out. But that just, oh, it just needs to be regulated. Like the fact that, that scares the crap out of me. The fact that you could just walk into that Vegas mm. thing, hand over your ID. I don't even think, I'm not even 100% And you could go sure and buy a bloody Call of Duty package. It was a pretty sweet package. I didn't take it, but. But you couldn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no way in hell you would have been able to bring that back into Australia. Of course not. No. But, but shit, you could have, you could have just walked in there and bought it. You are a foreigner. I'm flicking my paper at you again. This is how. I'm, Angry it makes me of how easy it no, is to I, go and 
freaking do that. I think just uh, like I, I think all they just need, they the only thing they will or could do is they could just tighten up, as you said before, tighten yes, up on the way background up. checks. The thing is, background checks have failed in the past because you can get around background checks. Unfortunately, well, there get are better way, ones. That's the thing, and like, and the other thing is just get the guns off to anyone who is could, could be considered mentally ill. Yeah. And if you're taking guns off people as well, same kind of thing. Um, you need to make sure that there is a logical reason for it because. If you don't, you know, as something you don't want to do, you don't want to piss off a gun owner who, no. if you, by taking away his gun because chances are he's probably got more. He's going to go and find one <laughs> yeah. and he's going to come and find you because he is mentally ill. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, anything else you want to add to it? Do you have any more facts or anything for me? Uh, look, I think we've run through the old factoroos here. Yep. The statistician has done her work. Um, uh, there was, uh, There's nothing like... It's just... Basically, well, here's here's a fun fact. Okay. So, <laughs> mass shootings stats in America just in 2017. Yes. Now, how correct these stats are? <laughs> Did I go against this stat earlier to, early in the show? I fucking hope not. Okay, go on, give it to me. No, this is just how many people have died and how many okay. people have been wounded in mass shootings. But okay. again, what these shootings include, I'm not 100% yeah. clear on. So yeah, this yeah, could be the domestic, the Could be gang, gang. could be domestic, could be, could be robberies, it could, could be stuff be. like that. I don't know. So, so far, there has been 1,737 people wounded in mass shootings. Okay. And there have been 477 people killed in mass shootings alone in the US. When you look at those numbers, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that's not that many. Yeah. You, is that the reaction that you yeah, that was the reaction I, 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 was, I got? I expected a few more actually. I was So did I. I read that, I was like When you said four, oh. I was like four thousand, fuck, that's a bit. And then I was like, well, <laughs> no, it's four hundred. But I mean, if you look at it, like I have a nice graph. There's a graph, it's Ooh, so pretty. Graph. Just look at it in the comment section. <laughs> there is no comment. Dickhead Mickey. Uh, <laughs> um, like it's really you kind of look at it and you go, I mean, obviously October is the highest one because of, you know, there was five hundred and something wounded in that month alone, 527 yeah. people wounded in that month alone. Um, but you kind of look at it, you go, all right, there is a lot, a lot of people in America. Yes. And you just look at those stats and you go, oh, that's really, well, that's my take. Is that, oh, that's not really that many people. So does that change your opinion on it at all? No. <laughs> it does not. Yeah, okay, I was just wondering. Just <laughs> no, it does. I mean, you look at you go, okay, so it's not that many people. But it's still 1,700 more people than it needed to be and 477 more people than it needed to be. Yeah. I mean, you're never going to be able to stop something like this, especially in a country like America. I mean, it worked for Australia, but we're so tiny. We're so tiny. We're so little. We didn't have that cult. We don't have second amendments. (laughs) We don't. We don't even have one amendment, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. It's probably like, make sure you've got a tinny when you're cooking a barbecue. Exactly. Like, that's our amendment one. And thongs on. (laughs) But, um... I just think I, I honestly think it just need they need to tighten up. There needs to be some regulations, and it needs it just needs to be harder for people to get guns. No Call of Duty packages should be issued to foreigners. I don't want a Call of Duty. No, <laughs> you get you sit on your futon, you turn on your Xbox, and you play Call of Duty. Hey, and so, that's it. Hey, so, do you know how we're gonna go out with this? With a bang? No. Oh wow, that wasn't where I was going with that. Oh shit. <laughs> Sarah, okay, no, yep. I feel like we went a bit close to the sun. Ooh. <laughs> uh, just a couple more things. Um, I just wanted to kind of like leaving kind of comments to it. 
Um, one was a fun one I've heard a few people say, but um, for anybody who kind of gets offend- offended of all the things, one, you know, as I said before, it's very, I think it's really cool that we kind of came at it from different angles. We We use stats, we use facts and surveys and stuff. And I think that's, you know, we live in the age of information, so we need to take advantage of that. And that's what we, we're trying to do. Um, it's much more concrete and it makes our opinions a lot more valid when we have statistics and we have things like that behind it. And I love hearing stats. Sarah's exactly the same. She's, we both love having stats because it kind of makes you go, oh shit, like there's, you know, there's either, it was a big problem or it's not as big as what we thought. And um, so basically to anybody who gets offended, at the end of the day, and I know this might sound mean, facts don't care about your feelings. I'm sick of people getting offended at somebody stating an actual legi- <laughs> legitimate fact. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't care about your feelings and facts are correct. Um, the term common sense gets thrown around also, which is a very strange one. You know, people are like, oh, it's common sense to get rid of guns. Try to really think about what common sense is. Okay, try and really, maybe you might have to start redefining what common sense is. Just really think hard in this situation what you think it is. I'm leaving these kind of open-ended questions. I'm going to leave that as an open-ended one because you could take that however you want. But I just think the idea of them people going, oh, just common sense to get rid of guns. Think a bit harder. Just really think about the way it all is. And um, things are different over there. You've got to remember that. Um, gun control, I think, in general is lovely in theory but I think it's just a losing argument. I don't, I really, and we've said this, we don't really think anything's going to change, but I think it's for good reason. I don't think that it's going to change because I don't think it should, I don't necessarily think it should. I'm not really, I've, you know, as I've said, I've used a gun once. It scared the shit out of me. I'm not a massive, I'm not a pro gun guy. I don't own guns. I don't go hunting. Just personally being just the way everything is over there and the way they go about things. It just, it's nothing's going to, nothing's going to happen. It's a losing argument because most people who are against this, against all of these guns, own a gun themselves. Which is, and then they might go, "Oh, it's only a handgun." Again, handguns cause uh, are the result of the vast majority of deaths in the U.S. Um, taking at the end of the day, and taking guns off citizens and taking every guns is just problematic. And at the end of the day, you need to work out a way. And I, I think that you know. As, as Sarah's saying, we should kind of tighten up. And I completely agree. And I think tightening up is a way we should go about. It's probably the way forward if we're going to change things at all. If not, like, I don't think it'd be the absolute end of the world. But, you know, tightening up on security, who can get their hands on the guns. People are people, but... Beb, you know, Sarah said two really telling things throughout the um, the show that kind of... I didn't really call out... The, not, like, call out, but I didn't really go on at the time. She got one. She says the um, with suicides. When we're talking about that, she says that I will. Um, if people want to co- um, commit suicide, they'll find a way. If bad people want to do bad things, they will find a way. That was one thing that kind of, um, kind of uh, listening back stuck with me. Uh, the other thing was about the. She said throughout um, that the onus of the whole thing kind of goes to the person who pulls the trigger and nobody else. Like when Jimmy Kimmel says that anybody who's uh, owned a gun should bear some responsibility, which is a joke. Um, she says the, the main, the only person who owned, uh, bears any responsibility is the person pulling the trigger. And that's kind of my thing. That's a huge argument you could make. You know, we need a, I'm so sick of people being so unwilling to put the blame on the person, the people doing it, and yet they have to find a higher reason, a bigger reason for it. Bad people will do bad things, 
at the end of the day. But yet, every time something like this happens, we put aside the person doing it and we go for this massive issue. This dude's name, a lot of people don't even know his name. They just know the issue we're talking about. They know the numbers. They know the fear tactics that people use to kind of build up this argument of gun control. But they never put the onus on the person themselves. And I think that that's we still haven't got every fact about things. And that's a scary part. We still haven't got every fact needed. Things are going to keep coming out throughout the next few weeks. I can guarantee it. And until we do, there's no way you can change anything at all. Whether or not... And until then, we need to stop putting it on a big agenda and just put it on the person pulling that trigger. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 14th reason. This is Nick Brown for Andy Brown from for Andy Brown Town. This is Fleas from What Culture, El Diablo, El Dorado, El Dorado. And I hope you learned a little bit today. Thank you guys for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. We've got the Total 90 Premier League podcast every Tuesday. We've got the Backbone Music podcast every second Thursday. And Close to the Sun's back every week or two. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time.